Hello, and welcome to the Original Content Podcast. I'm Anthony Ha. And I'm Jordan Crook. And it is just the two of us this week, uh, mostly to talk about this Netflix documentary, Murder Mountain, which has an amazing, amazing title. Um, (laughs) It really does. The best, the best title. Um, yeah, I was immediately drawn in. And in fact, like when I learned what it was about, I was almost like, well, do I, that's not as good as Murder Mountain. But it ended up kind of, I think, being almost as good as what you think something called Murder Mountain should be. So <laughs> it worked out. Yeah. Um, before that, we have a couple of quick things I think we wanted to just uh, touch on. Um, I have seen Captain Marvel, which comes out this weekend. Um, I expect that as many people listen to this episode, uh, they can... They will have seen it already. Um, I think it's tracking to do pretty well this weekend. But if you're interested, you can go check out my review, which I just published right before we started recording. In fact, that's why I was a little bit late to start recording. Um, but it's good. It's not amazing, I have to say. It's it's like middle-of-the-road, solid superhero movie. You didn't like it? I didn't love it. I mean, I think it was sort of similar. It's, I get the sense, similar to your response to like Black Panther, where it was... You know, I although I mean, I definitely think Black Panther. I mean, part of what I talk about in my review is I feel like <laughs> it illustrates how good Black Panther was in a way because it, you know, it is this breakthrough in representation. But as a movie, it's only pretty good. It's not amazing, and I wanted it to be amazing. Like I'm not saying don't see it. I'm just saying temper your expectations slightly. Um, I I thought. I, I would have liked if it was a home run and it really feels like it's more like a single or a double. Brie Larson is good. Brie Larson is very good in the movie. Can you share why it, quote, never takes flight? Um, <laughs> because, like, here's the thing. If it's, like, because it's maybe slower and more character-driven and less, like, action-driven, then it might resonate with a different crowd. Like, I really like Logan. and I feel like Logan wasn't really an action-based yeah. Superhero. I think actually, my, I would argue that it's that it has an it, it tries to be this more character driven movie because it's about so basically the setup is this character who at the beginning is just called Veers. Um, she is like has lost all her memory and she's this soldier for this alien race. And then as the movie goes on, she learns more about her past. But I think. They still haven't really figured out how to make her an interesting character yet. Like she starts off as this kind of blank slate and then what get, kind of gets filled in as the movie goes on isn't very specific. It still feels kind of abstract. So at the end of it, I was like, Brie Larson was very good. I'm not convinced yet that Captain Marvel, from this movie, that Captain Marvel is a particularly interesting character. Hmm. Was Captain Marvel ever an interesting character as someone that doesn't know Captain Marvel from Captain America? I think there are a lot of people who really like the the comics, particularly. So originally it was uh, Captain Marvel was a male character. I could have guessed that. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. In the early 2010s. And so then this this character, Carol Danvers, was known as Miss Marvel. And then um, she became Captain Marvel like five or ten years ago. Um and I think a lot of people really like those comics. Although what I really like actually are these comics um, about the new Miss Marvel, who is this um, character Kamala Khan growing up in Jersey City. And she's like the first, I think, um, mainstream Muslim superhero. And she is great. So the Miss Marvel comics, I highly recommend. Captain Marvel, I hear, is good. I, I've read a little bit and I'm not 
crazy about those comics either, to be honest. Okay, then. Um, and again, none of the, I mean, I think for a Marvel superhero movie, it is pretty good. It's just, you know, I think in terms of like the standard that's been set in the last few years by movies like Logan and Black Panther and Wonder Woman, I don't think it quite lives up to that standard is all I'm saying. Okay. I mean, you know, you know better than I do. <laughs> I'm probably not going to see it. I was talking to someone yesterday and uh, like a brief interaction was like not a not a friend, like a store clerk or something. And okay. like, you're going to see Captain Marvel. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but I was like super caught off guard. I was like, what is this person asking me about? But anyway, yeah. So let's talk about Theranos. Let's talk about Theranos. Um, words I never thought would come out of my mouth. Um, you uh, you posted something about them just now. Yeah. So like we, you know, the the documentary. Well, I mean, it's worth noting that there's a ton of content coming out. So there's ABC has the Dropout podcast, which I've been listening to and is interesting. And then mm-hmm. there's obviously the book Bad Blood, and there's a movie coming out based on the book that's going to star Jennifer Lawrence. And should come out eventually. Who knows? But then there's this documentary that HBO is doing called The Inventor, and it premiered at Sundance. And we got a we got to check out a clip um, from it, and I'm just really excited about it. It looks really really cool, and it comes out on I think March 18th. But I I just think the whole story is kind of crazy and can be. <laughs> retold many times and still be interesting it's like one of the it's like fire festival documentaries (laughs) do you feel like happy to pledge yeah like be a part of all of them (laughs) yeah i want to participate that i agree and actually because fire festival was one where i think if we weren't watching both documentaries for the podcast i probably would have watched the netflix one and just stopped there and called it a day theranos i feel is something that's interesting enough that yeah i'm happy to watch the Jennifer Lawrence movie, happy to watch the documentary. I, I want to get as many perspectives on it as possible because it's, it's so fascinating. Yeah. So I, I'm pretty amped up for, for that. And um, we've got the clip on TechCrunch, so you can check it out there, not to shamelessly plug. But. <laughs> yeah, and, and Josh Constantine saw it at Sundance, and I think he said it was uh, – he, he did a review, in it, and he seemed to be pretty impressed with it too. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited to see it. So that's like 10 days away or something. Yeah, hopefully we'll we'll talk about that here too. Yeah, we'll revisit, I think. Because even though it's HBO, so it's not necessarily like original content, it's it's our kind of stuff, Tech Crunchers. That's right. And we've been doing this long enough that we don't, like, fuck the rules. We'll do whatever we want. Yeah, right? I want to just talk about whatever I want. I, I think we should do like a, if, if for whatever reason, Daryl can ever manage to become a regular again, I think we should do a Bachelor mini segment I don't oh my god you're gonna love it (laughs) i'll be happy to be like the uh the interviewer slash mc who knows nothing although i I mean i read some of the articles about him jumping jumping the fence i know he jumped the fence that's all i know i'll give you three weeks before you become addicted and just start watching um okay so let's move on to murder mountain then (laughs) wait no you were gonna mention i think that you also have watched the umbrella academy speaking of things that you started oh, yeah, out yeah, yeah. sort of skeptically, and then it seems like you got pretty into it. In fact, you're now ahead of me because I still have um, two episodes to go before I finish it. I finished it, and then I did a bunch of reading on it. And I mean, like, reviews, not the comics, just to be clear. We haven't sunk yeah. to that. 
place yet, but um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm going to like cause revolt. Um, So yeah, I did watch it because, you know, a couple people actually pinged me and were like, did you, a lot of the stuff you said, like you get to the bottom of if you just finish the season. And so I did that and I do want to talk about it, but I feel like we should let Anthony finish and we should revisit it again because I feel like you guys are into that, right? Like we were into Umbrella Academy and it's it's good stuff. So we'll revisit yeah, that. Yeah, we can get week, into all the spoilers and all the nitty gritty. Yeah, yeah. We'll really go through it with a fine tooth comb. <laughs> all right. Now now we can talk about Murder Mountain, which, again, speaking of like things that probably no one except for possibly us cares about is – I had this moment of confusion because it's not labeled as a Netflix original, um, at least on, on net, yeah, on, if you go on Netflix, it doesn't say Netflix original, but according to the internet, it did premiere on Netflix. It was just produced by Fusion. So I don't really understand what the distinction is, but I think we can call it, safely call it a Netflix show, and, and, and I think that's accurate. It's on Netflix. Like, that's where you're going to watch it anyway. We're going to talk to you about right. it. I hope that's okay. <laughs> like, whatever. Yes. yes. So wait, so did whatever. you, what What made you decide to watch it in the first place? I do not recall. I mean, I think that it was, <laughs> <laughs> I think, so my friend Ashley actually came to town to visit and we, she flew on the red eye from San Francisco and got here at like 7 a.m. And so we didn't really want to go do anything, obviously. And so we were right. like, well, let's just find something great to watch. And I watch a lot of content and so does she. And we wanted to watch something new together. So right. that really like narrows the uh, the options quite a bit with two heavy content cons- consumers. So right. Murder Mountain was it. And it kept getting suggested to me. Like Netflix was like, you must watch this. You know, like, so, <laughs> um, <laughs> like I'm Whereas I'd never heard of it. Person. Yeah. So it like throws documentaries. I can't even tell you. I have like 20 different rows in my Netflix home just dedicated to this is based on this this one documentary you watched. And this is based on this other documentary you watched. So, um, yeah, I got served Murder Mountain and here we are. Um, so do you want to try to take a, a stab at, at explaining sure. what Murder Mountain is? So... Um, there is a place in California called Humboldt County and it is responsible for like some 70% of the black market marijuana in the U S and the documentary kind of looks into the history of this place. Um, there's a place like kind of within Humboldt County called Alder point and it's this hill kind of up this road. It's very rural and that's where most of the parcels of land where they're growing, growing the pot are. And um, it's about the history of it. And like, you know, the hippies that kind of came there um, after the Vietnam War and kind of set up these peaceful farms and the war on drugs and how that affected Humboldt. And then, you know, the process of both legal medical marijuana as well as recreational medical marijuana in California Um, And just the evolution of this community and kind of the relationship it had and has to law enforcement and how that's changed um, over the years and how for many years it was this outlaw 
mountain. Like there wasn't, the law didn't come up there and they handled the problems themselves. So, so to speak. Um, and so the kind of like deeper, which I'm going to try not to spoil, um, the deeper kind of subplot or the more specific story revolves around this chain of murders, shockingly, um, and how they all came about and how that larger history and that relationship with the police, in fact, kind of affected or even caused some of those murders. Right. And it's interestingly structured because, um, especially the first, so I've seen um, the first three episodes, which is half the show. Um, and the first you episode- You haven't gotten even to the good part. Literally, it gets better every episode, I think. Or maybe is best, like the fifth episode is best. The last okay. episode goes back down a little bit. I mean, I, I like, um, yeah. That, I mean, the first episode is, it's interesting because it, the, by the end of the first episode, I could not have really told you what the series was about in the sense that it's basically all scene setting about Humboldt County. And there's a little bit at the very beginning and at the very end about this specific disappearance. But in each episode so far that I've seen, it feels like that story kind of moves more and more front and center. But even the second episode is is also kind of going back and forth between this investigation and specifically like the early history of, of pot growing in, in Humboldt County. And I actually really like that. I thought it was... Um, I mean, I think it, t- it took me a-, a while to get into it because there wasn't sort of this one, one mystery kind of pulling me through it. But I-, I liked that it wasn't just, I mean, partly because I've talked on this podcast before a little bit about um, not being totally in love with the true crime format. So the feeling here where it wasn't just about this one person who died or, you know, I, I, that's sort of a spoiler, but, but not a huge shock that, that there are, there's death involved. There are people who die on murder mountain, shockingly enough. I don't know if you guys were going to pick up on that or not. <laughs> right. Um, but like the fact that it's also just about, Hey, this, there's this interesting, um, history of this County. And then specifically about there's this, you know, this transition from illegal to legal pot in California is also how that's impacting the growers there. That was, to me, in some ways, the most fascinating part of the show. Yeah, me too. I mean, so I'll start by saying that I, like, agree with what you're saying about the pace of the show. It must be, it can't be overstated, actually, that the first episode is very slow. Like, so you could even potentially, I mean, you'd miss a lot of kind of important historical context, but you could potentially skip it and still get the the rest of the story okay right um but it really does kind of i think crescendo from this really zoomed out historical um lens to this very fine point and very like kind of loud dramatic intense story by like i think it's six total episodes so by like the fifth episode and then the sixth episode kind of just like softly fades back out to the larger context um and I liked that structure a lot. It did take a minute for me to feel on board, but then once I was on board, I was really definitely on board. Um, and what was the other thing that you said towards the end of what you oh, were talking about? Um, oh, about like how it ends up being about the um, the like the the pot, oh, you know, the like, like the, the sort of, yeah, the growers, yeah. and about the the effect that legalization has. Yeah, yeah. I thought that part was interesting, too, because, like, you kind of just, 
I think you just assume, or at least I do, I just assume that like legalization is like one safer for consumers, right? With like the FDA and government agencies on board, making sure everything's safe. Um, It's good for business owners and small businesses. It's good for the economy. It's good for governments and taxes, um, like you just assume that a lot of good things come with it and you don't think about like the people who have like generation after generation almost have like kind of built these little mom pop farms and what that means for them and um, the kind of competition it introduces. And I, I just kind of like I mean, it seems fairly obvious, but you really, truly feel it given that you're looking these people in the face and they're talking about it. Um, I also think that in the documentary the i don't know how many of these you got because you didn't watch that far but the reenactments mm-hmm. i thought they were really good like, <laughs> I'm, I'm so against reenactments in documentaries or like it has to be done really subtly and very like as few as possible and like not very clear you know like Right. But I thought this was like kind of a little bit of an evolution in reenactments because they got people who really looked like the people that they were and they shot it in kind of a blurry way where you never quite got a clear look at what you were looking at, but you could still kind of get a feel for what happened based on what they said happened. And I don't know. It was really interesting. I agree that I'm, I'm also generally not thrilled with reenactments um, less because I think it's, dishonest or anything like that but because it kind of can feel cheesy and i thought this was good for that reason that it it just it didn't it felt um like really well done and like you're saying i mean part of it i think is that it has to be just kind of like vague and blurry enough that um you know you're not looking i think faces tend to be where you really get tripped up and you're like oh this is obviously an actor instead of the thing um, and which, I mean, obviously, you know, it's an actor anyway, you know, that they don't have footage of this violent yeah. confrontation or whatever. <laughs> murder. Right. But there's something about seeing a face that I think really throws you off versus like if you like are just seeing like the back of somebody's head or whatever. And like um, that, I don't know, I I was trying to figure that out. But I, I agree that like the um, the, reena- the reenactments were good. And I mean, in general, just the like the footage they have is amazing. I mean, that that. Like even from the start, that basic contrast they're trying to set up of how idyllic and beautiful Humboldt County looks like. I definitely at the at first was like, oh, I've driven through Humboldt County, but I should really spend more time there. It looks great. And then yeah, you know, within beautiful. an hour, it's like, never mind. No, thank you. I never want to go there. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Like it is stunning. Truly, you've got the ocean and the fog coming in on this mountain with all these trees and trails and a river and stuff. I mean, it's just, it's stunning. And the little town is so small and cute. And, um, and then you see this footage of police officers being escorted by, you know, six guys on ATVs with masks over their face and shotguns slung over their shoulders like just escorting the police officers up the mountain, right? Like that's just a crazy, that's like, does this really America? You know what I mean? Like what, what is happening yeah. here? Um, it seems crazy. Insane. Yeah. And um, I do on, on the one hand have a lot of empathy for the community of growers in, you know, trying to, 
do this thing that they love um, and dealing with the kind of the changes in regulation and, and so on and so forth. But at the same time, you'll see, you don't really, you don't really understand, I, I think what I mean by this, but their own stupidity, like it kind of bites them in the ass, I think, in the end, mm. um, a lot of, a lot of just like poor choices made. And, yeah. Uh, right. Cause it yeah, seems like part of, part of the argument that they make in these early episodes and you even see them at like, you know, board of supervisors meetings, like, you know, saying this publicly is, is the, the argument that legalization, um, has, is basically designed to help the big pharmaceutical companies move into marijuana and, and is really, really bad for mom and pop growers. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I'd, I'd never really thought of it that way before. Yeah, me neither. Me neither, for sure. But then there's also the piece of it where, like, pre and post legalization, they're combating the urge, and you know, the mountain seemed somewhat split on who was going to go legal and who was going to stay on the black market. Yeah, and um because of that and because of a number of other things, because th th being on the black market is inherently dangerous, right? Like there is no retribution for when something goes wrong and your money isn't paid back. And so that ends up becoming a violent environment. And so, you know, because of that and because of its history with the police, the way that investigations were happening, um, and the way that, you know, people went about getting justice right. ended up being just a very like cyclical, violent downward spiral, right? Like it just sucked people into it, into its web. You know, this person wants to get revenge for this person wants to get revenge for this person. And it's just, and you know, the police are saying like, if you guys would just stop killing each other, <laughs> we could investigate some of this. But, but the police also, on the other hand, were scared clearly scared to even go up there so they were tarrying in their investigations which made all those people who wanted justice and revenge that more anxious right and urgent about it and it was this just watching it unfold was a crazy thing you know it, it really was and i just thought it was really well done and very interesting kind of look at something that you imagine like yeah there are places in northern california where they grow pot and I'm sure some of them are really cute and some of them are really scary places. And you just kind of like left it at that, you know, right. <laughs> like whatever. And this just kind of like peels a mask off of that in a way. Um, and it's really interesting. I will share one scene. I don't know if you saw this or not, Anthony, there was one grower in the, Oh, I I'm going to go ahead and say spoilers. Are you okay. With that, yeah. Let's, let's spoil stuff. So this is your spoiler alert folks. Go ahead and shut us down. If you don't want to real know. life spoilers. Um, yeah. So, um, is it, it, are you cool with me spoiling? Yeah, yeah, you for anything? sure. You're not Please. finish it, right? Uh, I'll probably, okay, I might finish so like, it, but yeah, like I don't mind, you know, having, can you tell me where you left off? Cause I do just kind of want to, so about yeah, it. like the moment I left off is right at the, where the, all the people, um, <laughs> on Thanksgiving for some reason, all ride over to the, the uh, point eight or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, they ride over to the alleged murderer's house and they like, you know, probably drunkenly confront him and I think, yeah. pr and shoot him. Um, and I, I think at the end of the episode, it's not totally clear if he's dead or not, but I assume he's dead. Okay. So can I just tell yeah. you what yeah, happened next? Me. Okay. So he's not dead. He got like shot a couple times, but he didn't die. 
and he led them to the body. Oh, wow. Garrett Rodriguez. They like forced him to lead them to the body. But then for whatever reason, I think because of a combination of fear and they kept saying like, there's no probable cause for us to search or arrest this person because his, whatever he said to you is coerced or something like that. There was only three witnesses for some reason from that group of eight people that the police were even interested in as witnesses, but they kept not interviewing them either. It was, it was weird. So anyway, they found the body, but for some reason could still couldn't prosecute this alleged killer. And another guy who has nothing to do with this, who just lives on the mountain and is a grower, um, is having like regular altercations with one of those three witnesses. I forget which one it is. Some, some guy who's a grower on the, on the mountain and goes and kills him with a shotgun, like just shoots him. So that's one of their witnesses gone. And then the guy who died from the shotgun, his best friend is like really mad about it and wants to go get revenge. So he gets a group of guys together to go look for the guy who killed his best friend. And one of those three guys accidentally shoots the best friend. Uh, what? Wow. Okay. All right. So then that's two of the witnesses <laughs> are dead. And then the third guy, uh, he is still alive. And he met the son i guess of or the father of the 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 original garrett rodriguez boy who was killed okay um but there's also a whole storyline that involves the growers who are going legal versus illegal that like doesn't really involve the murders and it um there's one farmer who is like trying to go legal and the police are talking about like, Oh yeah, now that it's legal, like we, you know, have to make sure that the black market sellers and growers are gone. You know, we have to eliminate them, like make it a purely so that we can have a new relationship with Humboldt County and we can have a new relationship with Alder point where they're business owners and we're there to protect them instead of being on opposite sides. Yeah. But then they raid this, the last legal grower on the mountain in Alder point, gets raided (laughs) and they're about like, they're about to get rid of all of his pot, like his crop for the season. And he's like, I swear I'm legal. And he shows them the paperwork. And then they're like, well, thank you for having your paperwork ready. But they like came in with guns, like handcuffed him and stuff. So it like kind of ends on this note of like, you know, they're trying to work on these relationships, but just like the slightest, they said, Oh, we got the wrong parcel of land. We're sorry about that. (laughs) But like what it could have been like, you know, the, the, the grower was like, how do you fix that? Like, how does any, if they were to get rid of our pot, like you can't fix that. You know what I mean? Like we're making such a slim margin on it now anyway. Um, with the taxes of legalization that like, I don't know. So I just thought it was, yeah, which is outrageous apparently. So like, I don't know. I thought it was really interesting and it does. It just keeps like building and building to where you're like, what the hell is happening? Like what is going on right now? (laughs) I don't understand. So keep watching, even though I just ruined it all for you. No, I mean, what, what's interesting is I feel like I'm used to seeing fictional movies about revenge and how futile revenge is. Um, 
but there's sort of this in my head. I'm always like, well, no one does that now. I mean, that's maybe like what it was like hundreds of years ago, but no one like just goes and kills the person who pissed them off. And then there's like a cycle of like everybody murdering everybody else, like in Kill Bill or something. Um, that doesn't really, I mean, you know, unless in, in maybe like the mafia or something. Uh, so it's, it's just kind of crazy to think about this all playing out, you know, in 2013 in California. Which yeah. I, which is what makes the show so fascinating. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's like one of those things too that people just for, like, it, it's kind of, we don't really know other than like the fiction that we've been shown what kind of the underbelly of this, this whole industry is. And we know how big it is, you know, but then there's all of this, there's high maintenance and there's all these TV shows and there's weeds and the, these movies kind of, you know, and there's some documentaries, but there's this whole fictionalized world universe been built out around what the world of pot is like, right. For all these different players. And, um, I think this like little pocket of reality was really cool to see in, in light of that. And and I think, well, again, I touched on this a little earlier, but like just to reiterate, I, what I really like is also how it gives a historical context to everything. It's not just saying, Hey, this is what Humboldt County is like now, but it actually has long seg- segments about this is when the hippies came. This is when the hippies got interested in marijuana. Here's the guy who like brought the marijuana seeds back from Pakistan that like were particularly lucrative. And then this is the, you know, here are the kind of the key moments where it went from being this business that was mostly just, you know, hippies living off the land into this like serious criminal enterprise. Um, and, and so that you're able to kind of connect the dots. Um, and, and I'd really never seen that full story told before. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really glad that, I, that I've seen what I've seen so far and, and I do plan to finish it. Cool. Yeah, cool. so you got a thumbs up for me if you're interested in that kind of thing, listeners. Obviously, I just told you the whole thing, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so everyone, if you even though you've been spoiled, uh, go check out Murder Mountain. <laughs> um, so I guess on that note, we will wrap things up. I will do my weekly reminder that if you like this podcast, you can subscribe or leave us a review in Apple Podcasts. You can do the same thing in pretty much any other podcast app. And Jordan and all of our listeners, have a great weekend.